Welcome to the Sunday Monday Show, a podcast about being bold in faith, work, and life. I'm your host, Jane Kennedy. Let's get down to business. Hello and welcome to the Sunday Monday Show and our very special series on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Over the next nine weeks, I will be sharing nine episodes with you on individual fruit of the Holy Spirit, which include love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. For each of these fruit, I reached out to a friend who I feel like lives this fruit beautifully in their life, and we had a conversation about it. We talked about the um, the fruit of that Holy Spirit. We talked about the challenges. We talked about um, living this in a world where it can be so hard to live these virtues. Um, and we also talked about living it in our particular state of life. So some of these friends are married. Some of them have young kids. Some of them are single. Many of them work in some way. And I'm just so excited to share their stories with you because truly, I have been so inspired by these conversations. I think they're some of the best we've ever had on the Sunday Monday show, and I cannot wait to share them with you. So without any further ado, welcome to our Fruit of the Spirit series, and let's get started. Yeah. Skylar, thank you so much for being here. I oh, um, thanks, adore you. You've been on the podcast before, and so welcome back. <laughs> thank thanks for saying you. yes again. I am very honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's always fun to get to chat, so I'm excited. Oh, yes, it, it is. It's it's always so good. I come away from our conversations always feeling just like strengthened and encouraged um, and just so much peace. So I'm so excited to talk to you and especially talk to you about patience, which I think is a virtue. You know, I knew you before you got married and now you have a gaggle of children and like, it's just so cool to see <laughs> this virtue lived out through your life and through each state of your life and stage of your life. Um, but before we get started, I would just love for you to do maybe like share a little bit about yourself to kind of orient us before we dive into patience. Um, okay. I am Skylar Smith. I currently live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my family and I just moved from California. I was born and raised in California. We were in Santa Barbara the last eight years, and it'll be one year in August that we've been in Tennessee. So we live um, a little bit outside of the city, and uh, my husband works for the church as the director of faith formation right now. Um, That's kind of what opened the door to get us out here. And we have Let's see, three kiddos, um, another one on the way, uh, due around Thanksgiving, and we have one in heaven. So yeah, baby number five, technically. Um, and yeah, currently I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, I worked for Focus as a missionary for three years uh, on campus, and then worked in the events department for five years. Um, I did real estate after that, um, our last year and a half in California. And then when we moved here, I decided to kind of jump into stay at home mom life to get us situated. And now I feel like that's really where the Lord is calling me to, to stay for a while. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if I'll go back to work anytime soon, but well, I mean, me in a nutshell, I guess. you got a whole lot of work at home to do <laughs> keeping yeah. babies alive and <laughs> um, the house running. <laughs> and- I think that and dogs and chickens and just I know the family farm yeah we're embracing our Tennessee life that's for sure so 
I'm so happy for you. I um, am sad to not have you in California because when I come back here, it's sad that you're not, you know, right here to see, but um, just so good to, to see you say yes to that call to kind of try something different. And it seems to be a place you're, you know, you always said you're like the Smith family, like needs to thrive. And so like, I just, I love kind of that mission for you and for your family of like, how will we thrive and where will we thrive? And it seems like this has been a great step towards that. Yeah. I think this is definitely where God, um, has been, his path has been leading us. And so, yeah, thrive is a good word. We are thriving here. It doesn't mean life doesn't have hard days and sufferings, but this is definitely, this is, this is where we're kind of, I don't know, building our family. I'm excited about it. Mm, It's so good. It's so great. Um, well, speaking of, you know, the daily sufferings and opportunities for, uh, holiness and (laughs) sanctification, um, you know, no one I could think to better kind of embody this virtue of patience. Um, and so we'd just love to hear maybe how you would define patience and, and how you see yourself choosing that in your daily life. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of definitions of patience. Um, I was trying to kind of pinpoint like one concise way to sum it up, but I think it's really difficult because I think in sort of a worldly sense, you know, patience is sort of the ability to remain calm or not be doing things in a hurry. Um, And it's, you know, towards people or situations. But when I was praying about it, I'm like, the first thing that came to my mind is like, patience is love. Um, Cause that's what St. Paul, that's literally the first thing he says um, about love is that love is patient. Mm. And so that was the first thing that stood out to me because I think that when you are able to be patient, especially as a mom, like with my children or with just the daily things that, you know, go on, like you're loving those people because you're not rushing about. You're actually remaining in the present moment and really seeing them and making them feel like known and loved. So, so I think patience is love. I think that's kind of like the overarching sort of way I would define it. Um, but then I think there's so many things under that, whether it's like the ability to, yeah, just remain calm or composed. Um, and then I also think it has a lot to do with how you can maintain your interior peace. Um, and so not letting the frustrations of your day agitate you or frustrate you, but to be able to um, you know, surrender those things, offer them back to God, um, pray through them, whatever it might be, you know, take a breath. (laughs) Um, and, um, I also think patience is like waiting. Well, um, there are obviously a lot of opportunities in your life where there might be like bigger things beyond your, you know, day to day things that you're going through. And so being able to, um, be patient for whatever God, like whatever your, your big desires of your heart are, whether it's, you know, for, um, marriage or for a career, um, whatever might, you know, you might be longing for, um, being able to like wait well, um, and remain present. So 
I think though that's kind of how I would like define it. Um, and then what did you ask? Choose it in my daily life. Yeah. Like how do you, so now that we kind of have this definition of, of how we see, it, I love what you said about like, love is patient. That's so good. Um, but yeah, like, so how do you, how do you feel like you're able to like live that in your life? I think it's funny because I struggle with patience quite a lot. So when you ask me to talk about patience, I'm like, gosh, it's funny. Cause I feel like the Lord, that is just the one like virtue that is constantly on the forefront of my mind. Um, and so I am, maybe I have some wisdom with it because it is something that I'm constantly working on. Um, but I'm certainly not perfect at it. Um, but I think when, when I think about my daily life, you know, so this past year actually was the first time I ever chose a word for the year. Um, I've never done the word for the year, but I know, but I'm like a big abiding together, you know, podcast listener. And so I'm like, you know what, for some reason, like there were all these like saint quotes and all these different things that kept coming up in prayer for me, like towards the end of the year last year. And they all had to do kind of with this idea of patience. Um, but my word for the year was calm. Um, and there was this quote, um, that I heard and it's from St. Francis de Sales. And it really like, it just struck me really, really hard. And it's, um, I'll read it. Uh, never be in a hurry, do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your interior peace for anything, even if your whole world seems upset. Um, and so that, yeah, that quote, just like when I heard it, I just kept coming back to it over and over and over. And it was the word calm that like really stood out to me because I felt like, you know, we moved, we made a huge move with, you know, three kids, one of which was, she was only like three months old, Mm -hmm. kind of unpack a new house and they're starting a new school and like life just felt very hurried. Um, and I really wanted to slow down in a lot of ways and be able to like be more present. Um, and I actually, there's a book that's on my list of books that I really want to read. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the ruthless elimination of hurry. Love it. it. Great book. Have you read it? it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I need to read this book. Okay. Yeah. Really good. So I need to read this book because I'm like, this is obviously, this was my word for the year. This is kind of what I've been trying to like focus on um but just this notion that like if we're if I'm constantly in a hurry like I'm not actually loving my husband well I'm not loving my children well because I'm just trying to get through one thing you know to get to the next I'm trying to do the dishes and rush us out the door Mm -hmm. and like whatever it might be and I really want to be more patient, you know, and I want to love my family well. Um, and just this idea that like love and hurry, they just can't go together. Um, so yeah, so I see mostly like patients in my daily life with my children. Um, cause they're, uh, well, I was almost six. So a couple weeks, wow. be six, so six, four and one. And they're just, I just have wild children. My husband (laughs) is a very energetic person. So they get there 
they get their energy from him. Um, and I just have to be really patient with them. Um, I have to really learn how God is calling me to like love each one of them uniquely, like how they need to receive love um, the best. And so, yeah. Um, and then also just situation, you know, you see it in the situations throughout your day, um, whether it's in just little things, being in traffic or waiting for your coffee. Like there's just so many opportunities like all day to be patient, to be present, Mm -hmm. um, to not be in a hurry. So I think that's kind of how it's been playing out in my life the past few months. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, two things that came to mind while you were talking, the first is the kind of joke of like, well, if you pay for patient, if you pray for patience, then you will be faced with as like so many situations to struggle. Yes. Um, Yes which is hilarious and true, right? Like every time I've been like, wow, I need to be more patient. And then I find myself like in every frustrating situation. Um, But the other was, I was reading a book called, all right, I'll I'll remember what it is eventually. But um, (laughs) I was reading this book and the whole chapter was about like, basically like suffering well, like patiently suffering well. And um, I was reading it in, um, in the airport. Um, I was actually leaving Steamboat Springs with a bunch of my classmates from school and the airport was getting snowed in. So like we couldn't get out and like every house in Steamboat Springs was like booked. So like we couldn't really, there was nowhere to go, right? Like we couldn't stay yeah. in the, we couldn't stay in the airport. Our flight was getting delayed, delayed. All of a sudden it was like delayed eight hours. Um, certain planes were landing, certain planes weren't like, it was just like a whole mess. And so in reaction to this, I like spent the first three hours reading my book and like reading out loud lines from it being like, it is important to be calm and to trust the Lord will like deliver us from this airport. And all my friends, like none of them are Catholic. They're like, okay, thank you. Um, but it was so they're like, there she goes. But after about four hours, I decided I was done with this and I was going to be active. So we were like calling car services to see if we could get a ride to Denver to fly out of Denver. Like it was just, it turned into this whole like circus basically. And the entire time my friend was sitting in his seat across from me, reading a book, just reading a book. And he looked up at us at some point and he was like, you know, I'm going to get out of here at some point. So I'm just going (laughs) to sit here and read my book. And lo and behold, we end up getting this car. The car comes to the airport. As soon as the car gets there, we realize that our plane's leaving. My friend's plane isn't leaving. So I put them in the car. So they took the car and then we ended up getting on our flight. And I was like, okay, so I've spent the last like four hours kind of running in circles around this tiny little airport kind of coordinating people to get in this car, to figure out how to get to Denver, to like all these things. And my friend Spencer just sat there enjoying his book. And then it was time to board and he stood up, he closed his book and he like went and got on the plane. And I was like, that is such, like he just had this, I'm sure he doesn't even realize what a spiritual experience it was for me to watch him go do this. But (laughs) I was like, how often is that in me, me in my life where it's like, I sit and I'm like doing pretty good with the patience thing. And then like, oh, just kidding. I've decided I'm going to like get involved. And it just becomes it's so tempting to be like, I'm being invited into patience, but I do not want to be. So therefore like, and it comes from a good place, right? Like I wanted to get me and my friends out of the airport. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and I've also heard people say that patience is like very closely associated with the virtue of fortitude. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like, you know, being in that situation, it's, it's a, a minor suffering, you know, annoying to like, have to go through all of that but yeah just the ability to like be um be able to um 
like be endure your sufferings and not mm-hmm. face them with like resentment or anger or frustration, sadness, whatever it might be. Um, but to actually like thank God for your sufferings and figure out how to like enter into them to unite yourself more closely to him. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think kind of the, the theme of, as I've been recording these fruits of the spirit podcasts, fortitude keeps coming up because I think it is such a necessary virtue for everything, right? Like it feels like kind of a foundational virtue. Um, and what you were saying about endurance, I had this realization praying the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary a few weeks ago, maybe. And as I was praying through each of the sorrowful mysteries, like each of them is about endurance, right? Like the agony Mm -hmm. in the garden, there was endurance, the scourging at the pillar, crowning with thorns, carrying of the cross, like the crucifixion, right? Those are all, there's such endurance there. And I'd never had that realization before of like, oh, like if I feel like I'm being asked to endure something, I can look to Jesus as the model of endurance uh, through mm-hmm. praying this rosary and by looking at his life and how he was able to endure, um, which I agree. I think it's so linked to patience. Um, and he, en- really good. and he like endured them while remaining present, you know, like Mm -hmm. he just resigned himself to the will of the father. And it didn't mean that he wasn't in agony. Um, but he ultimately like, he trusted, I think that's also what it comes Mm -hmm. down to is like trust and surrender. Um, which, and I think a lot of that, yeah, a lot of that endurance and fortitude, like you don't know where the finish line is. You know, I think about endurance when I ran my marathon of like, I was counting down the miles. I knew exactly like you, you're a runner too. Like, you know, like you're like, okay, it's, I know exactly where I'm going to, but so often in our lives and in our spiritual lives, we are running towards a finish line. We don't like, we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when like the Lord is going to answer a prayer that we have, like, or a desire of our hearts. Like we don't know. And it makes, it almost makes it harder to endure in those situations because you're like, I almost wish I knew how much longer I had to endure because then I could like, you know, space out my, you know, virtue and peace and patience and everything. But you know, that's just, it's just part of the journey of like being patient and not knowing when the response is going to come or when like the reprieve is going to come. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that James. Cause I, I struggle with just the unknown of the future so often. And I feel like something I have to constantly remind myself of is like when the future feels uncertain, I just always come back to like, okay, but what is certain Lord? Like, and it's, it's that you're with me, like constantly, like Jesus, you are sustaining me like right now, today, this very moment, um, like loving me, giving me the grace I need to do the next thing, you know? Um, cause yeah, I definitely can be anxious about <laughs> just the unknown of the future. So yeah. Retweet cool. me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and not only like, is he with us, but he's good. Like he is good. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is sometimes like the truth I need through the day is like, all right, like you are good. And so this that I'm going through is for my good. And I like, you know, oftentimes I need an extra incentive to be like patient about something. I'm like, okay, this is for my good. Like, this is like yeah. for my holiness. Like he sees the bigger picture. I don't. Um, and so often I look back on seasons where I had to be really patient or when I felt like something, some suffering was like never going to end, or I was like experiencing like, oh gosh, this is just exhausting. 
Um, and I look back at them as some as like some of the most fruitful seasons of prayer and my life and like friendships yeah. and community, um, that it's harder to experience that when you're in it. Cause you're kind of just like trying to get the heck out of it. But like those seasons do stretch you, um, yeah. and give you kind of the graces and the virtue that you need to like, then conquer the next thing or then like experience and endure the next thing. Um, you know, cause life is constantly changing and there's always something to wait for, you know? Never ends oh, yes. from what yes. I've heard. This is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking about like patients at different seasons, like, you know, you were a, a, a focused missionary on my campus at Santa Barbara and you got married. Now you have three beautiful children, um, <laughs> another on the way. Um, so I would just love to hear maybe like how you've experienced that, this virtue of, of patients kind of, I don't know, look different, maybe in different seasons. Um, and how you feel like maybe, you know, your growth and patience before, you know, all of these wonderful children joined your life, like how you feel like that's maybe, um, prepared you for that. Yeah. I think that throughout seasons of my life, um, you can kind of see patients lived out in those like different definitions, almost like, you know, before I got married, I think patience was about waiting well, um, because obviously like I really desired my vocation, but now sort of in my day-to-day life as a mom, like this is a completely new season. And I think patience is more just situational, like throughout the day. And so I think that I've experienced, yeah. Um, I, I think that I probably like live out or I'm more patient, or I'm like focused on it more, I guess, when I'm really living from my own need for Jesus, if that makes sense. Um, and I think that just comes back to the fact of seasons of my life where I'm actually taking time to pray, to rest, like um, to connect with, you know, friends, family, whatever it might be. I think that I, if I'm like, especially the sacraments, um, it's really hard for me to get to daily mass <laughs> these days. Um, but I just feel like when I can get to mass or I take the opportunity in my day to like have focused, quiet, like silent prayer, those are the seasons where I'm able to like live out this patience better. Um, because yeah, especially as a parent, you're really never prepared for anything, honestly. <laughs> like, um, uh, every day is just beautiful and messy and awesome. And so, yeah, I think just being able to kind of recognize and live out of my own like need for Jesus and and let that be what gives me the strength, like to be patient in whatever situation it might be. I love that. I love knowing how, like taking the time to know the importance of like that silence that I'm sure like maybe is a little rare right now, but like knowing mm-hmm. like, Oh, if I can just give these five, 10 minutes, it will like sustain me through the day. Um, and that's so good. It's so good to have those practices kind of, I don't know, to know that. And I think it's like, I'm almost able to model it to my children too, because the days where I can pray or I'm like really just 
I don't know, I'm maintaining my interior peace better. Like I'm just more focused on, you know, just kind of receiving God's grace. Like if there is a moment where I get, cause especially Elijah, I don't know why I'm harder on him. He's my oldest, he's my boy, like, but him and I, I just can get so frustrated with him sometimes um, because I'll have to like ask him to, you know, put his shoes on 20 million times or something, whatever it might be. Um, but just for me to even like take that moment instead of reacting and getting frustrated or yelling, lose my temper, whatever it might be. Like if he can see me, you know, be like, okay, like Holy spirit, like Lord, come help me, like help me to be patient in this moment. Like, cause I just pray out loud a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for them to see, and, and it, even if it is a moment where I do lose my patience, like to be able to come to him and say like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I got frustrated. Um, cause I think that it's, yeah, very humbling to be able to like ask our small children for their forgiveness. <laughs> and it just shows them how to like be brought back into communion and, to repair like whatever just happened um but yeah so hopefully I'm hopefully I'm modeling it to my kids well we'll see <laughs> yeah well I think it's just the awareness of it right is is so good and yeah I just I think that like a desire to grow in it because it does feel you do feel that moment of like oh gosh why did I just like do that why did I just snap why did I just like get so annoyed and start complaining about this thing that like I'm getting annoyed that I'm having to, you know, sit in this traffic or whatever. Um, you just realize later, you're like, okay, well, that wasn't my, my greatest moment. And I think it is so mature to be able to turn to your child and say like, I'm sorry, that was, you know, and I think it does, it does model for them so well. And also like just your, you know, desire for prayer. Like, I think that, you know, kids just want to be like their parents. And so for them to see that is so cool. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, so I, you've talked, to, we've talked a little bit about this, but like, are there any other kind of ways you, you handle like moments where you're struggling for patients? Uh, I think the, the biggest honestly is being patient with myself. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like you and I can relate on this Jane because we're both doers. We're like, you know, type A kind of perfectionist, like. I really, really struggle with um, being hard on myself. And I think sometimes like that's where I need to be the most patient is just with me because God doesn't look at us and he's not like disappointed or frustrated or, uh, you know, like he's not groaning at the ways in which we like fall. Um, and make mistakes like he is so patient with us and so tender and merciful and loving mm -hmm. and like when we can come to God like with our whole hearts um I I think I just have to always remind myself that like God is more patient with me than I can probably ever comprehend mm -hmm. and so like I need to be patient with myself when I fall, when I get frustrated, because it's really easy to just turn inward, to kind of shut down, to feel like, okay, I can't get out of this 
this mood, whatever it might be. Um, but I think actually, I think it was um, St. Jose Maria Scriva. There was like a meditation in the Magna spot the other day. And it was about like the saint. Ugh, I'm not going to say it right. Like the saint isn't the one who like doesn't fall, but it's something about like the saint is the one who. I literally have you know, it right here. Give me like, one second. Yeah. Okay. I will read this quote. Give me one second. Yeah. Cause it is really good. Don't forget that the saint is not the person who never falls, but rather the one who never fails to get up again, humbly and with holy stubbornness. Yeah. So that that just resonated with me a Mm -hmm. lot because I'm like, it's so easy for me to turn inward and to be frustrated with my own weaknesses and failings. Um, But instead, I have to constantly remember that my weaknesses are a gift because like knowing my weaknesses helped me to realize my need for Jesus. (laughs) Um, And that is a gift. Um, And so, yeah, so I like that quote a lot because I just, I need to be better about that constantly um, looking to God rather than myself. It's, it's so fascinating because I can't wait for everyone to hear all of these episodes kind of together um, mm. because the, the pattern between them is, is just, it's, there's so much similarity, I think in pursuing cool. each of these virtues and something that has come up a few times now is that like kindness and goodness, um, like, and patience, it starts with ourselves. Like you cannot mm. be patient, kind, and loving to the people around you. If you're not doing that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only way to kind of do that for yourself is to, is to allow the Lord to remind you like of your capacity and capability to be patient, um, and of your goodness. And to like, as one of my friends said on another one of these episodes, she was like, just allowing the Lord to like, look at you and love you. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with you when I don't take the time to sit in prayer, to be quiet, to allow God to love me, then it's a lot harder for me to be kind to myself and then to extend that mercy, kindness, and grace to everybody else. Um, So I just, I love that that's kind of been a resonant, you know, uh, statement through these, through all these podcasts is like, oh yeah, like you have to start with allowing the Lord to love you so that you can practice patience with yourself and then be patient with other people. Yeah. I, I, that's beautiful. Cause it is, it's true. And I, you know, we talk about this in focus a lot when I was in focus, the whole concept of like relationship identity mission, um, like your relationship comes first first like you are a daughter of God before anything else like before I am a mother to my children like I'm a beloved daughter and I need to be receiving God's love to be able to do literally anything (laughs) um so yeah that's really cool that you're kind of seeing that theme pop up I love that yeah it's it's been very cool um okay so kind of in that vein you know do you think there's anyone in your life that you look to as like an example of patience um who you'd like like to emulate literally I was just thinking, my husband like I just mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike is literally like the most patient person honestly um and so I, we just balance my husband and I just balance each other out very very well um areas where I struggle like those just tend to be areas um 
where, yeah, he's able, like, it's just a gift to me that he is, yeah, exemplifies um, that virtue well. And so I think uh, we kind of have a joke because he says he doesn't get his feelings hurt, but he probably, he can be sensitive. Um, but like, he kind of will say like one, two, three over it. That's a thing. He says I use that. I use that because of your <laughs> husband. I said it yesterday. <laughs> I said it yesterday. I had like, I was using my little Apple pencil and I was sitting on the beach and I lost my Apple pe- pencil and it was kind of like, I was like, oh, that's a bummer. And then eventually like I made Erica go back and look for it with me. And then we like got in the car and I was like, okay, three, two, one over it. And I do that all the time because of your husband. It's like one that of my favorite amazing. things. I'm like, I've decided oh I'm over it now. <laughs> I can't wait to tell him that. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it, it's a silly thing that he says, but I think it is, there's some seriousness to it in the sense mm-hmm. that like, there are so many little things that could agitate us, but the reality is like, is, is your Apple pencil really worth like, again, losing your interior piece over, like, is your Apple pencil going to get you to heaven? Like, I mean, I I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. You know, (laughs) like there's just, there's bigger things, um, that we can, yeah, focus on. And so I, I think, not only does he exemplify patience like in his own life, just how he's patient with our kids and with the people like, you know, at his job, whatever it might be, just in life in general, he's also so patient with me. And I think that is a huge gift because again, I think it just, it's a reflection of how God is loving me through my spouse. And there have been so many moments where I've just really experienced like God's love through how patient he's been with me. Um, And it is, it's mostly times when I'm being so hard on myself and he's just Mm -hmm. like, he'll just speak a word. Like you're so hard on yourself. Like, you know, and it, it's like, I just can hear God speaking those words because again, it's like, God doesn't look at me with this like disappointment. um, But he looks at us with like a tender, love and a desire for our goodness and our happiness and our like ultimate fulfillment um and you know to obviously help sanctify us and our sufferings and all that so so yeah my husband he's he's such a gift with with patience another theme that has happened is i have asked people like give me an example of this virtue and like you're the second or third person who said your husband is your example of that <laughs> and it just like makes me so happy because like how incredible that like this person you've chosen to do life with is such an exemplar of these virtues. Like I just, it makes me so happy to hear those things. And I'm like, yes, that's what we want. Like good, holy marriages. And it is a gift. Mutual uplifting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, all right. So what would be your advice to someone who's longing to be patient? I think, I feel like you've given a lot of kind of your perspective, but is there anything else you'd say? Someone's like, I am really struggling with this. Um, I think my biggest advice, if you're trying to be more patient is like the Lord is not asking you to do anything on your own. Mm. Um, and I think it just comes back to this whole idea of like self-reliant. This is, it's just the culture we live in. Like we just want to do everything ourselves. We also live in, especially when it comes to patience this immediate gratification, you know, I can 
order something on Amazon and get it tomorrow. And Mm. there's just so many areas of our life where we've lost the ability to be patient. Um, And so, yeah, I think like God wants to be with you in everything. Um, So I think just my advice is that just recognize Jesus, just like find him in the joys and the sufferings, like ask him where he is in those moments. Um, And then try to try to maybe find some ways in which you can, like, I know we talked about this, like when you pray for the opportunity, like God will give it to you. Um, Mm. But yeah, like don't just pray for opportunities to be patient in situations or with other people, but also um, obviously be patient with yourself. That would be the biggest. Um, But I think like we've also lost this like, uh, oh, sorry. You're gonna have to edit this. Um, <laughs> what's the, my pregnancy brain? What is the word I'm looking for? When you um, okay, okay, come. Back. I got the word. <laughs> okay. I think we have also lost like our tension span a <laughs> little bit, and so I feel like, especially with technology and social media there are ways in which you can like tangibly do certain things to like increase or help yourself to be more patient. Um, Because I think if you're just so used to doing things in a hurry or I need this right now, so I'm going to order it, you know, and get it sent to my house in two days, whatever it might be. I think that there are just little practices you can do, whether it's like taking a fast from social media or, um, you know, setting boundaries with your phone. Um, I just think they're, yeah, like small little things you could probably Mm -hmm. do to help increase your ability to be patient. Um, But yeah, mostly I just think it's like the Lord isn't inviting you to do anything on your own. So just recognize him in, in everything. I love that. And actually kind of to put you on the spot here a little bit, but I think that, um, you know, you made a decision to exit social media Mm. or was it just Instagram? Was it everything? No, it was everything. I, yeah, I got off of Instagram, Facebook, just all of it. And I, I, I did a lot with my phone. I took my email off my phone. Um, I kind of went, it sounds like a lot, but it was, it was over time that I Mm -hmm. did these things. Um, but I just really felt like, especially now, you know, Emerson, our youngest just turned one and you just see how fast it's the cliche, like time just flies, you know, like you just see how fast your children are growing up and, I just realized like my attention span to just sit on the floor and play. Like I would have this inclination to just like pick up my phone and check something. And I'm like, I just want to be present to my children. I want to be present to my husband. Like I just, there's so much noise in the world. And I do think that there's some good, you know, to social media and all of that. But I honestly think the Lord was just asking me, to just in a radical way, just say, you know what, I don't want to add to this chaos anymore. Um, I'd rather be part of the taking away <laughs> from it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'd rather, yeah. And I don't even miss it, Jane, honestly. Like I just encourage anybody, if you have any small desire to like get off social media or, you know, even just set bigger boundaries, like really take that to prayer because that desire is not coming from nowhere. Like social media is just a crazy thing right now. And I think to be able to just give it up, like it has only borne fruit in my life. Um, And I would just encourage other people to think about it because it's very freeing. It is. I love that. Yeah. That was my soapbox. Sorry. No, but I love the soapbox. (laughs) I took um, the first five-ish months of this year, took about like five months off of social media from like December-ish to April. Um, And I totally agree with you. I think that I didn't realize it just, it just, we already have so many things we think about every day and so many thoughts going on in our minds. And like, it just adds to that. Mm -hmm. And I came to kind of realize, well, this either leaves me feeling neutral or worse. And so I was like, is there something I could do instead of going on Instagram that would like make me feel better? Um, Mm -hmm. And I've kind of been going through this little process on the Sunday, Monday Instagram, because I didn't post there for since December. Um, and started reposting last week and there are gifts in it, right? I'm just, this is like a little trial period of like the gift is that there's beautiful community and it's a really great way to meet more people and like introduce the Sunday Monday to more people. But at the same time, like are, are the benefits outweighing the costs of, I was in a conversation with Erica yesterday and I like pulled out my phone to like, look at my Instagram. And I was like, this is not the person I want to be right. Like it's so embarrassing and just like rude. And Um, but I agree. I think that there are like that taking extended breaks from it the first few, few days, few weeks. I don't know if you had this experience at all, but there were like crazy withdrawals almost of like, this is such a pretty picture. I want to post it. Like, this is a pretty thing. I want to post it. And like, even just taking the break, I use Instagram very differently. Like I'm typically on like one day a week, which might still be too much. I don't know. So Yeah. yeah, I think that it's a wrestling and I'm really proud of you for making that decision. Um, and I'm so happy it's born fruit. I can't imagine how it wouldn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're not missing anything. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it allows you to be more intentional with the people in your life because I mean, there's so many people I want to know what's going on in their life and keep in touch. But I think you just come back to this notion of like, why am I posting this? Or why was I wanting to put this online? And it's like, we all have this deep, deep desire to be known. Oh yeah. Like that's what it comes down to. And I'm like, you kind of have to let go of these expectations because ultimately like, it's okay if I only catch up with, you know, this person, whoever it might be once a year, because like, they're not going to forget about me and like that need to be known by them. Like that I need to let myself like that needs to come from God. Um, and so just giving myself like the space and the freedom to not feel like I have to catch up with people, like even, you know, trying to set boundaries with my phone. I'm like, I don't need to be texting people like a million times, like I can just catch up with somebody every few months. And that is still a gift to have that person, that relationship in my life. Um, But they're not going to forget about me. I'm not going to forget about them. Like, 
if God wants me to, you know, keep this person in my life, like Mm -hmm. I will have the means to reach out to them eventually. But like right now, my immediate circle is my family and, you know, my community and the things that I'm doing here to, to share the gospel and, um, yeah, yeah, to, so anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, something I found to be a huge, and then we'll, you know, go on back to patience, but I I think something I, something I found to be (laughs) like such a tangent, not surprised, but tangent, um, was, yeah, it's great. Um, was just like something fun would happen. And I would text a picture to friends and it was like, instead of, instead of me, um, you know, sending something out to a whole bunch of people, like some person I met when I was 12 at camp, like they don't really need to know what's going on in my life. You know, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I'm sure they're doing great. I don't really need to know what's going on in theirs. Like, it's just, I think it just expands our minds in a way that like, isn't natural. And like, but I loved sending pictures and like, you know, my friends, you know, I like seeing pictures of my friend's kids, like my other friends who like aren't on social media. It just makes me so happy. Like I want to yeah. see this and I want to, that's I wanna why with it. you, Jane, like, you know, I'll just text you updates and send you recent pics of the kids every once in a while. I love that. Please. Yeah. So that's how we stay in touch, which, you yeah. know, you send me pictures of your chickens. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's just, it's so much more personal though. And don't you feel like there's like a deeper knowing that comes from that versus like yes. being well, like, Oh cool. How many people looked at my story? Right. Like that's yes, not being yes. known that someone's sitting yes. on the toilet, like flipping through pictures on Instagram. Yes. Like it's not, there's no uh, connection in that. Right. Like, yeah, uh, I don't absolutely. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, w- I would say, you know, if you have questions about giving up social media you could reach out to me but I'm not but you can't (laughs) good luck send a carrier pigeon to Tennessee (laughs) maybe it'll meet my chickens um yeah I don't know that that was also the last thing on this is like that kind of fear of forgetful like being forgotten um I think is a huge fear and like in the litany of humility it's a line is like from the fear of being forgotten um clearly I pray that all the time um because I need help there and um it was really cool. Like just the random people who reached out to me that I hadn't talked to in some of them years. And in my head, I was like, oh, because I'm not on social media, everyone's forgotten I exist. And like, it was not the case. I actually felt like I deepened relationships with people who I hadn't talked to. Yeah. You know, it was very sweet. More intentional with those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, (laughs) Thank you for this. I'm I'm sure that somebody is also dealing dealing with this and wants to talk about it because every time I brought it up or talked about it on like a newsletter, I get a bajillion responses of like, yeah, this is a problem. Um, so thank you yeah. for allowing that tangent. Um, yeah. Any other like final thoughts on patience? Gosh, I feel like we covered a lot. Like there's just a lot there because I think patience is just this umbrella. You can live it out towards other people and situationally like towards yourself like but yeah I just think it comes back to just love is patient um and so just learning to love well um and to love yourself well like loving yourself how God sees you um yeah yeah that's my final thought I don't know I love it it's been so good um, all right. Last question. Ask everyone what is working for you lately? Okay. I kind of had a silly one and then I'll give you a serious one. Amazing. Um, my silly thing is the dishwasher. 
because we never had a dishwasher in California. And I think I was just so in the habit of doing dishes by hand that I literally have not started using our dishwasher until like a month ago. Mm. And let me tell you, it is a game changer. Like I am saving so much time that I'm like, actually, yeah, getting to spend more time with my kids and do other things that are way better than washing dishes. Even though I will say washing dishes is a great opportunity to offer up prayers um Mm -hmm. but yeah the dishwasher has been working for me lately um really quickly I agree I after being in New York no dishwasher it was like I use the same plate every day I was like I just can't even like I can't do this and I didn't have any children to take care of it was just and in California you know you can't even use water anyway so even if you had a dishwasher (laughs) you're gonna like get in trouble so uh yeah but being at my parents house with a dishwasher I'm like drop 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 like I'm out (laughs) anyway I love it wonderful yeah. Um, okay. No, but my serious one is I'm reading a book right now um, called Wild at Heart by John Elridge. Is that, mm-hmm. have you read it before? I've read the women's, ver- wait, that's the, oh, that's for yeah, men, right? The a- women's one is captivating. I have yes. read it so many times I've given it. It's like probably one of my top three, like gifted books. I love that okay. book. Okay. So I'm, I, the women's one is what I want to read after, but I just feel like for all the ladies out there, like read this book because no matter if you're single or married or you have boy, like you have sons, like it, it really doesn't matter. I just, this book is going to help you like understand the heart of men in a mm-hmm. new way. And it's so beautiful. And yeah, just being a mom, like to a boy, ugh, I'm just like, I really want to help him like just become the man that God wants him to be. And I think this book is, yeah, just, it's awesome. It's a really good read. That's so good. I've actually never heard. I always have heard people be like, oh, men read this one and women read this one. But I think you're right. Like in terms of, I've heard so many, so many guys I know love that book and, and it changed their lives. So that is actually a great piece of advice to yeah, like, pick it up you're- and give it a read. Yeah, you're going to look at your like male friends. It's just it's just really beautiful to be able to understand like the heart of man um, and just their deepest desires and how God made them. Oh, cool. It's a good so one. Good. So good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Skylar, thank you, Jane. For... I always want to oh. know. <laughs> I was like, eh, we're done. Oh my yeah, gosh. The tables. Nope. Gotta, gotta ask you. What is working for me? Um. I'd say a couple of things. One is um, being home. I I have never really had a dog and never really been super interested in having a dog, but our family dog has brought me so much joy. And I finally understand why people have dogs. I might sound like kind of heartless, but I've always been like, they're so much work. They're messy. They die. Like they get sick. Like (laughs) they poop everywhere. Like, why would you want one? And this summer has softened my heart in such like a silly, beautiful way of like, oh, and, and my dog has taught me so much about God. Like this, he's so cute, but two quick stories. One, he loves this rope. So he'll carry, so I sit outside and pray in the mornings and he decides that that means it's time to play. So he'll like climb onto me and like scrap, my arms are all scratched up from him. He'll like climb onto me to, to, to play fetch. So I throw the rope and he goes and gets the rope and he brings it back, but he doesn't let it go. He won't like, yeah. he doesn't, he's not going to dropping it. Yeah. yeah. And it like, it was one of these mornings I realized, like, I looked at him and I was like, I can't play with you. 
if you don't drop it, like if you don't let go of this thing you're grasping onto, how am I supposed to mm. keep playing with you? And it, oh. the game always ends with me walking back to my seat and like picking back up my Bible and being like, all right, you play by yourself now because like you're not allowing me to like participate. And it was like such a spiritual moment of like, what are the things mm. that I don't let go of because I just mm. like don't want to allow God to like guide me to the next thing, right? Mm. And the ways I grasp to the rope and don't drop things. Like anyway, so I had that experience. And then the second was, my dog went to the groomer, got a really close shave on the back of his neck and, um, just scratched at it. Like just violently was scratching at it all night. The next morning we wake up pus blood everywhere. Just disgusting. Okay. And we, I ended up having to take him into the vet and the vet was like, yeah, like he seems to have just like scratched the heck out of his back, trying to fix this wound by himself. And he was like, so I just like, I'm going to need to sedate him and like shave him down and make sure that nothing was infected or whatever. And so we go pick up the dog the next day and he's just like, his whole back is shaved. It's so sad because he looks so cute because he just got shaved, but now he looks just like a disaster and his back is covered in scratches because he just was so unhappy with this cut that he decided he was going to deal with it himself. And like, it wasn't until the vet literally had to sedate him, shave him, clean him and like put this like vest on him to basically protect the wound that it was finally like, okay, like now it can heal. And again, yeah. spiritual experiences with the dog. Um, anyway, so that's like the, the thing that was working for me that, you know, has been really surprised. I still don't really think I want a dog right now, but like, it was cool to see that and like to understand the the people who love dogs. Yeah. You're inspiring me to try and find more spiritual moments with my dogs. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I have yet to have one of those, they are really cute and I love them, but I also, I think that, yeah, dogs are way harder than kids. People need to have babies and not dogs. So that's my two. Well, and sometimes people are like, this puppy was too hard, so I'm not going to have a child. I'm like, well, the child will grow up. And yeah, no, so different. (laughs) Kids, puppies, very different. Um, But yeah, I do. I do love our dogs. They're really cute. We could never have one in California. And now we have two. They're awesome. I love it. Well, I can't wait to come visit the family farm one day soon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Jane would love to get get your butt out to Tennessee. We're waiting for you. Mm, I miss you guys. And just like, yeah, love being around you and your beautiful, energetic, fun, wild, beautiful, holy family. It's just like so life-giving for me. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me on. This was awesome. Thank you for joining me. I think, you know, we went in all sorts of directions, but I think it was really good. And hopefully people have a lot to take away from this about patience and social media. And dogs. And dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love you a lot. Thanks for coming. Bye. I love you. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Sunday Monday show. If you liked it, if you enjoyed it, if you learned something, we would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend, shoot it in a text, post it on social media, whatever you want to do. Sharing these episodes helps more people find them. And while you're doing that, if you could rate and review these episodes, that would also be so appreciated. If you're looking for more, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore or visit us online at www.thesundaymonday.co where we have tons of articles and free resources designed to help you be bold in your faith, work, and life. Until next time, thanks so much for being here. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye. Bye.